0: Welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I'm talking with my friend from the Leftover Army, Michael Winkler. What's up, dude?
1: Hey, what's going on, Joe? Thanks for having me. Excited to have you on, dude. Yeah, man. I'm really stoked to be on, man. You're awesome as hell, and I love chilling with you.
0: (laughs) You're too kind. Thank you. (laughs) So, okay, got to get this out of the way. You had some huge news recently. You're going to be a dad soon, and to twins... (laughs)
1: oh my god yeah it's still uh well thank you so much for the congratulations um yeah it's uh it's crazy it's wild and uh yeah we're really excited about it (laughs) when do they do uh july 28th they're due yeah but uh yeah apparently with twins though they'll come like a few weeks early in most cases so um in july at some point
0: nice have you guys gotten have you and and um uh ashley yeah have you and ashley gotten over the initial shock of oh my gosh it's two of them
1: (laughs) yeah because like funny enough like obviously you have children so when you find out especially when it's not like planned it's obviously just shocking at first and then you get into the like accepting and excited and you go through all these phases and then once i was like excited and accepting of it i get a phone call at work she's like hey uh like are you sitting down i'm like oh gosh like it's something wrong she's <laughs> like it's uh twins i'm like oh my god <laughs> but uh i was thrilled man i'm so excited i uh i don't know man i'm just really looking forward to it
0: uh you're gonna be a great dad too you've already got the right disposition for it and and <laughs> I, I i know you're just gonna be great dude Uh,
1: I appreciate that man yeah I'm just gonna you know like everybody else just do the best I can love as much as I can and uh I feel like everything else kind of falls into place
0: (laughs) that's what it's all about dude it's um do do, do, uh twins run in either of your families
1: uh both of ours actually
0: (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) but like
1: it was never a thought in either of our minds like I know she was like nervous and like didn't want twins like but like Because they run in her family, so she's, you know, known that. And I guess I just didn't put much thought into it. Like, never thought it would happen to me. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just... It would happen to me, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would happen to me.
0: It's just a funny sentence to say in terms of kids and and twins. Like, never (laughs) thought it would happen to me.
1: (laughs) It's like one of those commercials, like of like uh, <laughs> ulcerative colitis. Like oh, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, um, but it's all positive around here, though. We're really excited.
0: Man, I I remember when Aiden was born, and that was that was me and Lindsay's first kid, and Lindsay was running a little bit of a fever when she was in labor with him, and so as soon as Aiden was born, they whisked him away and, and took him up onto the second floor into the, the NICU. And mm-hmm. so I was the first one to go up. And I remember just sitting in that room and, and holding him and it was just me and him. And it was like two or three in the morning. It's something it was just, you know, very, very, very late or early, depending on how you were looking at it. And <laughs> and I mean, it was just me and him. And I, I had you know, I had like little cousins and stuff like that, but I like, Never really, you know, like I'm a dude. I wasn't like the oh let me hold the baby type person. And so here I am now is like I'm I'm this new dad. And it's like literally right there in front of me in my arms. And I remember just looking at him, and he was so tiny and he had so much hair, and it was just this inexplicable feeling of my life right now, in this moment, is completely and forever changed. You know, there's this tiny absolutely helpless human being that is going to be depending on me and Lindsay for everything and yeah it's it's a pretty pretty wild experience and uh, and he's 14 now and and now he's like he's like one of my best buddies you know <laughs> like we go out That's and play like, disc golf together uh, and, and all this week we've been watching Batman movies that, that he hasn't seen yet and stuff and it's pretty wild dude
1: that's honestly like what I'm so excited about. Like the whole journey, obviously it's going to be, I'm going to be a nervous wreck for a while and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough for us, but that's what I'm looking forward to when they can be like old enough to be, you know, their own kind of person.
0: Yes. Right. When they get old enough to be interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to, like, clean up his shit anymore. I want to talk to you about movies and football.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, man. Those times when they are little like that and you can just reach down and pick them up, you know, hold them on your arms like that. Like, at the time, you know, those days drag by, especially, you know, if you're not getting much sleep and stuff like that. But then you blink your eye and before you know it, they're your same height. (laughs) You know, it's like – and then it's like those times are gone. And when they're gone, they're gone. You know, they're there to never – be had again you know your kids are only that that age once you know and it's so I, if there's anything i have to say to you it's the treasure all that because man it goes by fast and you're gonna oh, have twice will, as man. much to treasure <laughs> oh so much treasure so much booty twice as much opportunity to be we <laughs> woke in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> Uh good yeah, stuff! It's gonna dude. be
1: wild, but yeah, we're really excited, and uh, yeah, I think I, I don't know. Like you said, I, I think I'll be all right, man. I think I'll be all right.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so yeah, I know you've seen the Batman also, and uh, so yeah, I was telling you in text messages earlier that ever since seeing that movie, I have been in like full Batman mode. (laughs) Not that I'm putting on a cowl and going and beating up criminals around my small town, (laughs) (laughs) but that like, like been reading comics. Um, I'm still working my way through hush right now. Um, But after seeing the movie, I I read uh, Batman year one by Frank Miller and then read the long Halloween by Jeff Loeb. And dude, I just, full on Batman mode right now. And like, I was telling Aiden about it. I was like, cause I wanted him to go see it in the theater with me, but I was like, it's three hours long. And he's like, "Ah, I'll pass. And so then I was like, after seeing the movie and being so stoked, I was like, I need to get him more stoked on Batman. (laughs) And so I was like, Hey, why don't we, and we had just finished doing, um, or watching the first season of invincible on Amazon because he's reading the comic book right now. And he's far enough in that, It's like, okay, you're not going to get spoiled by anything watching the first season now. And so we finished that and I was like, okay, how about we start the Batman movies next and we'll start, you know, on 1989 Batman and then we'll go to Batman Returns and then Batman Forever, Batman Robin, and then we'll jump into Batman Begins and, you know, do the whole thing. And so I made a list out on a spreadsheet and printed it out and gave it to him because he's really into lists and stuff like that.
1: That's so, awesome, dude. yeah, dude. And I so, love I love your son's vibe.
0: <laughs> and so every day after work, we've been just watching a different Batman movie. And so Monday was you know 1989 Batman. Tuesday was Batman Returns, and then the last two days were just slogging through those fucking sh- those Joel Schumacher films, dude. I uh. I hadn't seen those ones legit. Like as I was watching, them, I was like, I don't think I've really seen these other two since the nineties. Like, I revisit the Tim Burton films quite a bit, but Ugh, those Schumacher ones are rough, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've revisited those. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, as a Batman person, uh, I'd say Batman is my favorite, like, solo superhero as far as, like, the movies go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And love the uh, Nolan trilogy. And obviously, like we'll get into, but love the new one. And as far as revisiting the older ones, ah, I just haven't in quite a while.
0: Yeah, I would I would full on recommend you and anybody listening. Don't watch Batman Forever or Batman. And Robin. It's got to be brutal. I mean, like there's I mean, Batman Forever at least is a little bit more redeemable. But I mean, because the plot is slightly better, but I really feel like as those first four Batman movies go on, the first one is it's very, very serious, earnest take on the character. Right. There's there's almost no campiness at all in that very first Batman. And then you get to Batman Returns and there are a few little bits in it where it's like, oh, this is starting to get kind of campy, a little bit silly feeling, even when it comes down to like some of the folio work where it sounds like that's like the sound effect that you would hear in a cartoon. Like that's not a sound effect that you play in a live action movie, unless it's like a comedy. And then as that, those movies go on, it just gets heavier handed and more and more worse. And then by the time you get to Batman and Robin, it's like this movie is like not to be taken seriously, like at all. Like, it is such a a departure in tone from that one that came out in 1989 that it's just gross.
1: Yeah, because you can obviously tell, like, each, you know, movie would have, like, a different tone. But you can't, like, go too out of form, like you just said, because then it just, like, ruins it, man. Like, obviously, there are some good points for, like, Batman Returns. Like, Danny DeVito's Penguin was, like, you know awesome and then you have like a few like really good points Pfeiffer's pretty good too and like oh, yeah. the Her characters and fantastic. the casting is like great but like you said like all that extra stuff is just like very 92
0: oh Batman Returns is also an insanely horny movie <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so sexy
0: it's just like everybody in that movie wants to fuck something
1: <laughs> yeah and then Batman Forever, like, Jim Carrey's Riddler, even, like, I remember just, like, loving him as a Riddler, but then even there, it's just going, like, so over the top. And oh, even yeah. Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones, like, the Two-Face is just like, dude.
0: You know, Tommy Lee been, Jones, like, hated working good. with Jim Carrey also. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> Imagine, like, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey, like, having a cup of coffee together.
0: Jim Carrey's got you can look it up on YouTube Jim Carrey's got this great story about it like like Tommy Lee Jones told me it was like a a buffoon or some shit like that
1: (laughs) and he said it so like cold-hearted like (laughs) deadpan
0: oh my gosh (laughs) yeah I'm, I'm really stoked to get into the Nolan ones though when we're done recording later I'm gonna watch Batman Begins with him
1: yeah me and uh Me and my girlfriend, Ashley, are going to get into that trilogy because she rewatched last year all the Batman movies, and um, I missed out on that, but um, (laughs) this year, like, I watched The Dark Knight probably, like, I don't know, every six months or so, I just kind of pop it in and just put it on in the background, and then it'll be on, like, TV sometimes. And um, that's probably my favorite out of the Nolan trilogy, but I'll just kind of throw those three on whenever every couple months I'll just throw them on just to get another look at them because those are really good like that's before the before the Batman came out that was like the standard for me
0: oh yeah I, like I've watched the Dark Knight loads of times and oh, so good it's been a while since I've watched Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises but Batman Begins was actually that movie like I grew up like loving Batman and stuff but I didn't like, the small town I was in, I just didn't really have access to comic books. And, like, I, I didn't really have anybody that was, you know, super into him that talked about him and stuff like that. And so, it just didn't really feel like an option for me. And then, Batman Begins comes out. I'm 25. I see that. And then, the first time I watch that movie, I'm just like, well, fuck. They're, like, doing, like, a really, really awesome, like, real-feeling origin story for Batman. I want to know what Batman's actual origin story was. I want to know, like, uh, the, I want the source material. And so um, I started going to, like, Barnes & Noble and just buying every single Batman trade paperback that they had on the shelf. It was like every payday I'd go and buy, like, two or three more, you know? <laughs> and so I got yeah, to the point where Batman up. just took up this fat section of my bookshelf, and I was just filled with all this shit about... <laughs> Well, you know, all this like yeah. origin story, like just deep comics knowledge of Batman. And then by the time the Dark Knight came out, I was just like, I am fucking ready for this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because after uh, after I watched the Batman, like the most recent one, I think I saw somebody post. I think it might have been Paul. And he was talking about how this movie pulled from like a lot of the uh comic material. Mm-hmm. And uh he brought up. Uh, what year one and the long Halloween? Yep. So the ones you brought up earlier. So I ordered those. They're on their way.
0: Oh, and nice. uh, I
1: just wanna, I just wanna like get back into, get back into this because this movie just brought me right back.
0: Those are really good books to start with. Yeah, dude. Year one. Anybody who's just like, I want to start Batman. I don't know where to begin. Start with Frank Miller Year One because it, it starts off right as as Bruce Wayne is coming back into Gotham, you know, after going and doing all this training and stuff, and he's ready to start being the Batman and start figuring it out. And then at the same time, at the start of the comic is when Jim Gordon is coming into Gotham and just uh, getting his feet wet as a Lieutenant in this very corrupt police force. Yeah. And you get a very same Selena Kyle that you get in this new movie. Uh, you know, the Batman that just came out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after that, uh, Long Halloween is a really good one. And then after Long Halloween, you should read Hush. Okay. And, dude, Hush will blow your fucking mind. That's that's with Jim Lee art. like, And that's another oh, one that, so that Jeff Loeb wrote, just like the uh, Long Halloween. Tim Sale did the – Tim Sale? Tim Sales? I can't remember. His <laughs> last name is plural or not. But he was the one who did the artwork in the Long Halloween. And, um. I can't think I'm I'm blanking on the artist for year 1 but that one's definitely Frank Miller. If you want to read a really good Batman like towards the end of his career story, you got to read The Dark Knight Returns. And that's also written by Frank Miller. And that's one that um it really feels more like part of the storyline from Dark Knight Rises where Batman's been retired, nobody's seen him for, you know, close to a decade and then something happens that kind of brings him out of retirement. And then he comes out and starts kicking ass again. Oh yeah. As like, you know, a much, much older Bruce Wayne and the comics for it is just fucking wild. <laughs> and it's got some really, really amazing, like just like Epic art and panels and stuff in it with like Batman swinging across the sky, like with lightning crashing through the background and the panel and stuff. And it's like just kind of an outline of him swinging with the, the lightning striking it is like really really classic
1: yeah i can't wait to get these bad boys in the mail but like (laughs) even this movie like like i said like ordering the books just to get back into it kind of and um the games too like the uh the arkham trilogy
0: oh yes i bought i bought those for eight. dude me too i haven't played them yet
1: (laughs) i bought them so uh we went and watched the movie opening night well thursday night and um I got home and I was just like so amped up and just like in Batman mode. And I was like, you know what? I I remember buying the games like Arkham Asylum for uh, Xbox like a while back, but I lost track of them. They're probably in like a box somewhere. But um I went on to Amazon, looked it up. It was like 50 bucks. I was like, you know what? For all three Arkham games for Xbox, I'm going to get this. And then I looked on the Xbox marketplace and it was 7.99 for all three for the trilogy. <laughs>
0: bonus i was like yes
1: sir so i bought them and i'm playing through uh, arkham asylum right now and it is so much fun
0: nice yeah I've, like sometime when it's like i don't have anything going on on like a saturday or sunday i need to just take aiden's xbox hook it up out in the living room <laughs> and just start that game
1: <laughs> yeah just throw it on a big tv dude like I'll, I'll be playing and like arkham asylum i'm going through and i just like beat a couple bosses you do the scarecrow bane like it just. It brings you back, man, and it's just such a good feeling.
0: Nice. And isn't there... There's three of them, right?
1: Yeah, yep. It's yeah, like so Arkham I... Asylum, and then Arkham Knight, and Arkham City.
0: Okay, sweet. So there is one of them I'm missing there, because I've only gotten them two so far. But yeah, I just got them off eBay, and they were like yeah. less than $5 a piece. They were just cheap as right. hell.
1: eBay is like amazing for oh, this kind of dude,
0: stuff. dude, I love eBay, especially when it comes for like <laughs> vintage video games and shit like that.
1: Dude, and like movies, and... um 'Cause like it's funny, like I'll tell my girlfriend like I'll get a package and I'm like, Don't worry, like she was like, I don't like I'm like trying to like defend myself already for like spending money, but she she doesn't give a fuck. But oh sorry, pardon my French. Oh, you can swear um, all you fucking want on yeah. it. Okay. I was like <laughs> I was, she doesn't give a fuck. But like in my head I'm getting like two, three packages a week. So I'm like, oh, I'm spending a lot of money. Dude, I'm getting like the Terminator anthology for two ninety nine on Blu ray, like I i'm getting like the batman movies on blu-ray like it's just it's so cheap and you can just like up your collection and people are just kind of giving stuff away
0: yeah dude i've always been a big fan of ebay
1: yeah i sold really big on it last year i was doing like a lot of the uh, sports cards and um sports memorabilia and like yard sailing and stuff like that and uh i was making like enough money to as like, you know, just a little side hustle and it's just really good.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, man. I did like over $10,000 in sales in like a three month period last spring. (laughs)
0: Damn, How busy does that keep you with the shipping packages and stuff?
1: Oh man. Like it got to the point where like the ladies at the post office, like knew my name and stuff. It (laughs) It was awesome. But then like, then again, it's like seasonal kind of, cause like, Obviously, like, you can buy a bunch of stuff and have it on, on hand, but a lot of the, the money months there, like, springtime, summer, when, like, yard sailing is going on, you can hit, like, estate sales and stuff like that. That's, like, the busy time of the year.
0: So, when you would do that and hit those yard sales and estate sales, what sort of items would you look for?
1: So, right off the jump, you would look for, like, clothing. So, you get your old Levi's. Like, they call it the Big E Levi's because a lot of the newer Levi's has the uh, smaller E and uh, the old school vintage stuff will have a big E and you want to look for that look for uh, jackets that would be like my first go but then you would look for like video games uh, cards, sports cards anything like that and uh, you'd make a killing sometimes you would go in and you're not going to like rip somebody off but like you know if somebody's kids go away to college and they don't really know what they have you're not going to say like Oh, Hey, I'm going to make a killing on this. You kind of just go up and make a fair offer and, you know, take it from there. How Cause I would hate to be that guy that like would fleece somebody, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you,
0: what, if I was at a garage sale and just like flipping through like a stack of like old comic <laughs> books in a box. And I found action comics, number one in pristine state, I would, oh, yeah. I'd be like, just don't have a heart attack and don't shake too badly. As you walk up yes. here and hand this person a nickel <laughs> And then just turn around and walk away and calmly get in your car and drive and be like, oh, my God, I just made millions of dollars off a nickel.
1: Yeah. The shaking it, is the dead giveaway.
0: And then maybe after you have all that money that you got from from the auction, then you go back to that place and just be like, hey, here's here's like, here's like twenty dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. Here's like <laughs> a so dozen terrible. bagels.
1: Like <laughs> go on a Sunday morning, bring some bagels and locks. You'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> this but is the shaking though like i remember one time i found uh like a GameCube with like all the wires everything in a box her son had just went to college and it had like all the good game like it had a uh, super smash it had the mario kart all the zeldas all the resident evils and uh she wanted 50 bucks for the whole box <gasps> and i turned that into like three thousand dollars holy
0: shit by piecing was, it all like, out there were
1: yeah, piecing it out. There were sealed games in there. No
0: fucking there were like, way.
1: Yeah, man, just piecemeal it. Because it was, like, probably 50 games. There were duplicates, like, and then some were sealed still. And, like, in hindsight, I wish I kind of sent some out to get graded. But, like, at the time, I was just kind of just hustling and just selling. So still still made some cash. But it, it was a big box. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if there's anything I've learned from Stephen Farshid when it comes to collectibles and stuff like that, get it graded, and it's going to increase yep. its value by exponentially.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. But, like, yeah, I love doing that stuff,
0: man. So you can send, like, a sealed video game out to get graded? Oh, oh
1: 100%. Yeah, Yeah, this is news to me. Dude, a um, actually, like, a sealed Mario 64, graded 95+. Uh, plus. Went for, like, $1.4 million.
0: Holy shit. Wow, yeah, dude, like that blows my mind. Yeah,
1: stuff, man. But granted, like, there are obviously, like, with, like, grading and investing and everything, there are always, like, those sharks that, like, try to up their own market by, like, buying things at such a high price. So there was, like, a lot going around saying that it could be, like, a potential shark buying it to like give the facade that the prices are actually that high. Yeah. But it's
0: old. And and that's always the caveat when it comes to selling a collectible or saying that a collectible is worth this much. And it's like, it's really only worth that much the moment that you get somebody to hand you that <laughs> amount of money for it. You right. know, otherwise it's all in the realm of theory.
1: Yeah. All of it's just like a toss up, like what you base it on in like sports cards, let's say, or like, video games you would see like the last like 10 sold and then like average it out
0: (laughs) i remember when i was there's only
1: one sealed you know graded then you have nothing to go off of
0: yeah I, i remember god damn a long time ago like when i was doing the comic cast with jordan he got a couple of redneck number ones that were foil stamped one was gold and one was silver and he was like, yeah, dude, these are like $300. And then, like, a handful of months later, I got the silver one for $10. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not worth 300 dude. Oh, no. <laughs> Did he, like,
1: genuinely believe that, though?
0: Well, I kept telling him, like, that's just the list price on eBay. It's not legit worth right. that much. Right, that's, like, the asking
1: friend. price. I, lo- I love when people are like, I don't know, dude, like oh, this could be worth so much. Look at it on eBay. I'm like, dude, that's the asking price. (laughs) Dude, I could ask 50 grand for, a, you know, angel food cake.
0: Yeah. 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 Usually I'll, I'll like look through like a whole like list of auctions and then, okay, what's this one graded at? What's the price on it? What's this one graded at? What's the price on it? And then usually you can kind of start to figure out, okay, this is just you know, the starting point, but maybe you could reach out to them and catch them, you know, on an off day or something like that and lowball them and get it for a lot cheaper. You never know.
1: Yeah. Cause like, obviously like, um, honestly, one of the best tips I could give to anybody listening who wants to maybe try and like get into some like vintage stuff that you don't think, well, right now that you might think you can't afford just kind of go around eBay, always look it up and always go to newly listed with, the offer setting on and just throw an offer out there. What's the worst that's going to happen? They deny it.
0: Oh, I was doing that all the time back when I was like really hardcore collecting physical copies of, of comic book runs that I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that all the time. Um Gosh, I remember there was one that was like a listing. I think it was for the complete run of Tokyo ghost uh by Rick Remender plus um mm-hmm. like variant covers and shit like that. And I was like, yes, I want this. And it, they had a make it best offer. And I think I lowballed them by like 20 or $20 or something like that. And they actually t- hit and they're like, yeah. yeah. And so I got it for just stupid cheap. I got like all of them for, I don't know if that person had just been sitting on it forever and they just wanted to sell it because with me, yeah. it was like, I don't have any desire to ever sell this. I want to have these. And like the desire yeah. would be maybe someday if I like, you know, have a house where I've got my own room office type thing or something like these will be up on the wall is artwork because all these covers are like fucking incredible.
1: Yeah. Hey man, that old saying, man, one man's trash is another man's treasure.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's really what garage sales kind of are too. Is it's like, okay, I could either pay to have a dumpster and put all this stuff out here, or I can make a small investment in my time and sit out here and let people haggle with me for my garbage. <laughs>
1: It's like let's just see if people traveling in these vehicles will stop by and offer me money for my garbage.
0: (laughs) A while back, I got this huge dumpster and cleaned out my garage, and more than once, people said to me, "Like, well, you'd have garage sale with that stuff." I'm like, "I'll pay. I would pay the amount that this dumpster fee is (laughs) to not sit here and have to fucking talk and haggle with strangers all day about this shit." I was like, "No, I'm throwing it away, and then it's just done." Or people will be like, you put that on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, that is the last fucking oh, thing I want to do with a my headache. life.
1: <laughs> What's so funny is like, I would hate to deal with somebody like me, and it's not not because like I'm a low baller or like I have bad etiquette when it comes to like buying and selling. It's just like I just would hate to just do that constantly. That's why I just do eBay and just kind of get it out there. If you buy it, you buy it. All I have to do is ship it out. Less logistics because I think I saw. I saw a post recently, too. I think, like, Kevin uh, Shanks from Leftover Army, he was selling something on Facebook Marketplace and just was giving, like, a horror story about, like, what he, like, dealing with this guy saying he didn't have his real phone number. Are you really him? And it's just like, dude, you're going to go through all that just to, like, make a couple bucks? It's just a headache, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's something that I don't want nothing to do with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, buy it now. I can ship it to you. We're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time like that's what I'm looking for on eBay It's like, I'll just look for the buy it now option. I don't want to fuck around. You yeah. know, I, I want it right now. I don't want it in three days and 24 <laughs> hours, you know, 37 minutes and 26 seconds. I want it now. I'll tell you what, there have been times, though, where I've fucking done the math out and then set an alarm for three in the morning so that I can just wake up. <laughs> and fucking bid when there's like 10 seconds left on an item oh. and snake snipe it out or you know snipe it out yeah. from somebody
1: <laughs> you are the people that live in my nightmares
0: <laughs> i did that shit more than once and every time oh, it would I, come back and say yeah. you were the winner i'd be like <laughs> somebody's <Hell> mad yeah.
1: <laughs> it's got like 30 bids on it and you just d- didn't throw any bids until the last second
0: <laughs> just keep I incrementally it. upping it by like 50 cents or whatever the requirement is <laughs>
1: That happened with me, like, recently with, uh, like, the Lord of the Rings um, extended trilogy on Blu-ray. So, I have – my girlfriend actually had never seen the Lord of the Rings movies. So, we're just doing, like, a watch. Uh, We had watched Fellowship the other day. And I have, like, the extended copies on uh, DVD. And they have a nice, like, colorful kind of box set with it. Yeah. And um, I'm looking to upgrade it just just to have it, you know. And – I've been on eBay just trying to. It's on Amazon right now for like 40 bucks. I could just get it. But it's just like the point where I'm like, yeah, I just want to add it to my collection. Let me see if I can get like a bargain on it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, uh huh. And the last like four of them have gone like at the last second. And I've been like eyeing it for like a couple days. And I'm like, damn, I'm just going to buy it from Amazon. Screw it. <laughs> sniped from under my head just saved save like 20 bucks i'm like you know what screw it set an alarm <laughs> you got this 4 a.m my pregnant girlfriend is just like what the fuck
0: <laughs> i'm getting a good <laughs> deal
1: <laughs> yeah it's lord of the rings extended copies on blu-ray
0: <laughs> i'm saving ten dollars <laughs> Oh, dude. Um, so to kind of jump back to Batman a little bit. Um, so where does this new movie fall in the rankings for you?
1: So at first. Oh, and let me apologize for that tangent. I feel like that's that all this like show is totally don't, don't worry off. About it, I know. Of really <laughs> I love it. I knew you were into it, but I was just like, shit, bro. We were talking about Batman. We ended up on Lord of the Rings trilogy on Blu-ray. What the hell?
0: <laughs> I don't even know but, how um... we got to talking about it. it was the garage sales that that start asking me about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um where this falls been, like my instant reaction, like the night I saw it, I think I made a post and I said that it falls just behind the dark night for me. But now that I've had time to, like, kind of think about it, it's it's number one for me. Number one ahead of the Dark Knight, Dark Knight being two. And then um, as far as the others, it kind of just, like, I'd have to, like, think about that a little more. But, like, my top, like, few would be the Batman, the new one, and then uh, Dark Knight, uh, the rest of the Nolan trilogy, and then probably the rest after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... Right afterwards, like my knee jerk reaction walking out of the theater was this is the best Batman movie I've ever seen and because I'm directly comparing it against like the comic books and stuff. And it, it really does feel like like a comic book come to life, like especially, you know, with the the kind of the narration at the beginning and the end, like it feels exactly like the little panels where you're just reading what's going on in Batman's head and just the. I don't know. It just, it, it just felt more like the Batman from the comics than anything else we'd gotten. Uh, previously Dark Knight was definitely at the top of my list. And, and I, I, I'm still kind of on the fence about wh- which, because it's like, God damn, dude, I've just loved the Dark Knight for so long and I've still only seen the Batman once, but yeah, I'm still totally geeking over it. And so for right now, the Batman's at the top of my list. And yeah, the the dark Knight is, is under it. And then probably Batman begins right after that or 89 Batman real close Mm. in there, but 89 Batman also, it's like, dude, that came out when I was nine. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, I've, or as it actually probably came out when I was eight, you know, I turned nine later that year, (laughs) but you know, so it's like, I've just been, I've, I've had that movie in my life, my life for so long and it's such a good earnest take on the character you know there's no there's no real campiness in the movie or anything like that i mean granted he's not the batman from the comics we get to see him do like a a little bit of detective work but not not really too much and you know he does seemingly have no problem with killing people which batman wouldn't do and right so you know those little things like the you know the comic book nerd in my heart doesn't like those (laughs) those things and like all those little details like that are why, like, I, I love this new The Batman movie so much is those little details. Like, man, I if I had more free time on my hands, I'd be going and seeing that movie more. But investing three yeah. hours of my time in the cinemas, <laughs> fuck,
1: <laughs> that's like my that's my exact thought process, because. With this new one, I had to kind of take myself out of the decision making because obviously I'm biased with my own choices. So you kind of got to sit yourself down and actually like feather through all like the reasons why this is your favorite. And I couldn't think of a reason to put Dark Knight ahead of this, like through as much as I love it and uh, as much as was my favorite Batman movie. This just I don't know. For me, I just took myself out of it for a second and reevaluated my decision, and uh, it's up there, it's at the top for me. And the just from the detective aspects to the mystery aspects to the comic book aspects to the soundtrack, the score, the casting for it, like Zoe Kravitz was amazing. Like everybody was like complaining about Robert Pattinson, he was amazing.
0: Yeah, I don't know what there is to complain
1: about. Dude, everybody's got to take a step back off my guy's ass. (laughs) Because I've heard for too long, like, oh, the Twilight guy. Dude, if you take a minute of your time and watch any of his other movies, you can realize that this guy's got range, man. Like, he's a good actor.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, Good Time is one of my favorite movies. Lighthouse it's one of my least favorite movies and one of my favorite movies at the same time. And that's just (laughs) in like recent years, you know, like he's done so much and it's just, I'm just so happy that he's getting the respect he deserves.
0: Yeah. I was super impressed with his performance and it made sense for, for like a year two Bruce Wayne to still be that, you know, dark and brooding and, and for him to, to, you know, maybe not have, this strong relationship with Alfred yet, especially with the sort of Alfred that they're portraying here, where it's, you know, more of like a, a head of security than, yeah than, you know, a, a, um, than a real manservant type, you know? And yeah, I thought all the performances in this were great. Zoe Kravitz really knocked it out of the park. Um, Colin Farrell absolutely just disappeared into the makeup and everything with the penguin. I thought that that was really great. And uh, Jeffrey Wright is commissioner Gordon, dude. That was fantastic. was so good. Especially at that point in Gordon's career, you know, where he is just this, this thin line in between Batman and the rest of this police force that like wants to take him down. And wow, dude, I, I loved that. It was it, I was very uncomfortable seeing Batman walk into rooms full of cops because it just had me on the edge of my seat being like, when are they going to just grab him and unmask him? And who gives a fuck oh. what Gordon has to say? And and so I appreciated that they kind of. OK, I think it goes without saying, like, we're, we're talking spoilers on the Batman here, people <laughs> but like that, that scene where, you know, Batman has to escape the, the police station. And, oh, and yeah. the way that the, you know Gordon sets that up with telling him to hit him and then Batman has to run through and he just narrowly escapes. <laughs> and then, oh my God, that, that squirrel suit d- jump off so of the, the building was so intense. And like you were
1: saying, with the, with the I love how they use the cops in this movie with so much tension. And just when he enters the room, all the cops are looking at him, questioning him, questioning Gordon. And by the end of the movie... Like <laughs> when when they're uh, getting towards the end and he's back in the Riddler's apartment looking through stuff and the cop would come in and would just look at him and be like, yo, man, you're not supposed to be in here and would just say nothing. Look at him and be like, all right, you know, like, <laughs> all right. So like from the transition from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie was awesome. And uh, I just love like the tension building between the police force and Batman, which is something we haven't seen before yet just like those intricacies that they did it as far as this movie was awesome. And, uh, yeah, Gordon just, just relying on him. Even when he kind of let him down a couple times, he was still like bringing him back. And, uh, dude, I just thought that aspect of the whole movie was great.
0: See, I I think this is also the Batman movie where we've seen the most amount of like visible character growth, you know, in Batman's character from the beginning of the movie till the end of it.
1: Yeah. Like like you were saying earlier, where Robert Pattinson did such a great job as being like this brooding, vengeful, dark kind of presence, and then by the end of the movie, you have him putting people on stretchers and then not letting go of him when he's trying to walk away. Like you you have him leading people through flooding waters with a torch to like save people. Like the start of the movie, he was a vengeful like irate kind of person. And by the end of the movie, he was more of like a beacon of hope, which I feel like this movie did that. I think that's why I love this movie so much is because yeah, it was three hours long. It was long, but like there was so much development throughout the whole thing. And by the end of it, he was a completely different character.
0: Yes. Yeah, dude. And I'm excited about the spinoffs that are coming off of it. Did you see that they, they, um, uh ended up canceling the the prequel that was gonna be about the Gotham Police Department. Yeah. And instead they're gonna focus on something to do with like a like a a horror like haunted house Arkham Asylum type thing. And it's like hey, yes, man. give me that. <laughs> I'm with
1: it. <laughs> give me more. I think I read something about like a penguin uh
0: Yes, that's been Greenlit kind of too.
1: Yeah, which which is you want to explore that some more, like the whole uh, kind of mafia vibes that he's given off, and like his whole presence was awesome.
0: Yes, yeah, and and also I, I read an article with that was um, an interview with Matt Reeves, the director, and they had asked him about that scene at the end where you know Riddler's in his cell and he's talking with what is you know clearly like a Joker type character in his cell. And he's like, people were like, does that mean that, you know, Joker's going to be in the sequel? And he's like, no, that's, that's not what that means. And I was really, really happy to see that. And yeah. And he, he more or less said, he just put that in there to, to reinforce this, you know, year two type vibe that, you know, this is somebody that Batman had, had previously had to catch and, and put in a cell. And so happy to yeah. see that it, they're not going to immediately go right back to the Joker. Well,
1: I thought that was a good nod. Like you said, like, it was just kind of just like a nod at the end of the movie. Like, this is an important character. We all can assume who it is, and we'll just throw him in at the end. And that doesn't necessarily mean he has to be in the next movie or the one after. Like, it's just thrown in for our enjoyment, and then we'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, and I really appreciate that they didn't, you know, kill the Riddler because you know Batman doesn't kill his enemies and it's something that they almost can't help but do at the end of a lot of Batman movies is oh now now the villain's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, he can never help himself, but it's just like that I agree. That's why I like this. But I think like I don't know. I think what I like most about this is that you know Nolan's trilogy was like hyper realistic. And yeah. everything about it was just if it seemed off, that's why Bane was the way he was. Cause it was realistic. You can picture a guy with like hoses hanging out of his back being like gigantically muscular and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what I like about this one is that I wouldn't be shocked if I saw like a Mr. Freeze type character. Oh like, no. That, and and it that'd left be amazing. Enough, yeah. Like it left enough where like it's realistic, but there's also that like, avenue for characters like that to like pop in and you not be like taken out of it.
0: Yeah. Paul Hart's been talking about that. He's been making the rounds on the podcast oh, lately nothing. talking about the Batman <laughs> <laughs> and like that's something that he keeps bringing up is like a grounded, like, you know, Victor freeze storyline, you know, a la like heart of ice, something similar to like the animated series. And it's like, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, seeing a really good Victor freeze in the next movie would be fantastic. Um, I was saying that I'd really like to see Huntress as well. And I think since they're still kind of in this phase at the beginning of Batman's career, where he's still dealing with people from the mob, I think Huntress would be a good one to bring in for that storyline too.
1: Yeah, man, the options are just limitless. Oh, there's so I many think great characters. Like, uh, so exciting. Like this could be like a nine movie saga. <laughs> I'll
0: like, keep like taking them. Keep man. going. If they keep giving them to us, like, you know, showing us like Batman as this, you know, world's greatest detective. And then as he's, you know, kind of going and changing and like growing throughout his career, like it would be really cool. And like, if they could figure out a way to do the Robin storyline, right. And and do that, that would be pretty amazing. And, you know, have it, have it show that, that Gordon's got a daughter that's, you know, right around Dick Grayson's age also, and then do like a Barbara Gordon storyline where she starts being Batgirl And, I'd fucking take it, dude. Like, show me the whole Bat family and that evolution of that. It would be really, really yeah. cool. That's um, why
1: I think this was such a good starting point for the the Batman character for this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Because the
1: options are just limitless now. There
0: are. There's so many great fucking storylines in the comics that they can do. You know, lots of people talking about they'd like to see Hush done. And, I mean, in a, I don't know. This, the, I, I felt like there were some Hush overtones with this one. But, you know, not, not like an exact match to the point where they could probably still do some sort of version of Hush. The cool part about the version of Hush in the comics is that it's like every issue Batman is like taking on different people from his rogues gallery. And so it's kind of like a, like a greatest hits type book, you know, and Jim Lee's drawing all of it. And so it's just incredible. And then there's this one hidden, you know, villain Hush that's kind of behind the scenes. That's like teaching Batman's enemies, like new tricks, That they can kind of one-up him. So it's like this Hush character, like, knows and understands Batman. And he's teaching his enemies, you know, these things. And But I could really see... They could probably do it in live action also. And just instead of having all these different villains in, just have it be just, you know, different... It, It doesn't necessarily have to be super villains that they're doing it, I guess. After I had, like, some time to sit and think about it I was like you know what it doesn't have to be the hush from the comics because even when they did the animated version they still changed a bunch of details and in the animated version it kind of sucked because it was like well we don't even get the awesome Jim Lee artwork here
1: yeah I need, uh, I need to get up on all the uh, comic stuff
0: um, it's another one Look, people have been talking about Court of Owls a lot also and Court of Owls is kind of a similar storyline to this But I could also see yeah. of Owls still kind of working because it's like if they're in this process of rebuilding Gotham and then that all of a sudden starts to, you know, make these people nervous that have all these hidden, <laughs> like hidden <laughs> levels of like buildings, like entire hidden floors and buildings in Gotham that, you know, Bruce Wayne starts running this initiative to rebuild the city. And they're like, oh, fuck, we all our owls nests are going to be discovered. And so they kind of go up against him.
1: Yeah. How did you like the uh, style of Gotham?
0: Dude, Gotham itself as a character was like the best character in this movie. Like, I I felt like they nailed Gotham in a way that none of the other movies had. Right. Because like this Gotham is like, I wouldn't even want to walk down the street in the fucking daytime. Hell no. I mean, it's just like, like, this is a place you're going to get murdered. Yeah.
1: And, like, right in the beginning of the movie, they introduced that so wonderfully. Like, right in the beginning, during that, like, voiceover, you just catch the vibe for the entire city. And all these different criminals kind of doing their crimes and then looking down the alleyway like, oh, fuck. Like, a a guy literally just robbed a store with a gun and he's scared to walk down the alley. Like, I love how they, like, portrayed the darkness as a character right in the right in the beginning
0: yeah it was incredible showing that all the criminals looking up in the sky and seeing the bat signal and then
1: just being terrified
0: (laughs) that he's lurking in every single shadow around there
1: yeah and then his introduction was just oh oh that was so fucking
0: metal dude
1: like you heard the steps like obviously a way different tone but like in glorious bastards when like yes the bear Jew kind of like reveals himself he comes
0: out of the tunnel. And it's just
1: that tension where it's just like, you hear the bat, you know, he's coming. And then when he comes, it's just like, Oh my God. But when you hear his footsteps in the darkness, and it's just like kind of going with the beat and you finally see him with that beautiful wide shot. It's just like, Oh my God, game on dude. And he just beats the shit out of everybody. Oh like, yeah. Just,
0: just viciously beats <laughs> the shit out of them.
1: Like he is like, fucking these people up and it's so good
0: yeah because this is like you know like a point in batman's career where he's not this stealth ninja you know he's just this dude who's really pissed off and he's (laughs) he's all armored up and he's going to beat (laughs) the living shit out of any criminal he can see and it's just fucking great oh my gosh i think we both took the exact same pause there Sound like you yeah, were hitting, we both you were a hitting sip, a vape and oh yeah like, <laughs> I was uh, taking a drink of my, my vodka and cranberry juice. <laughs> I was taking a lung sip. <laughs> I don't, think I've, yeah, glad, a, I don't I, think I've ever tried a I don't think I've ever tried a of like a tobacco type vape thing.
1: Yeah, I like I got onto it because obviously I'm trying to quit smoking. But like it's not terrible. Like, it's pretty good. I got like, uh, that's two why i have stayed away from
0: them. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's pretty nice, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. But, uh, yeah, lower the, uh, nicotine, like, milligram. And it has, like, pods that come with it. So you just kind of fill them up and go. Like, one full pod is equal to, like, a pack of smokes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Better for, you know, I got, you know, I got children on the way. Can't be dying, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, that's a that's a tough monkey to shake off your back. I've done it twice, I think. Yeah. Quit smoking twice, that is.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, for me, it was easy. Like, I don't know. I just like to smoke when I'm drinking.
0: Oh, yeah. That's yeah, my, and, like, and the habit part of it is the, the thing that's the harder thing to shake.
1: Yeah, because it's just like, you know, if I'm having a couple glasses of wine, a few drinks, like... I want to smoke like, and that's when I kind of just like cut out cigarettes and just replaced it with a vape.
0: Yeah. Good for you, dude.
1: Appreciate that, man.
0: I know it's not that
1: much better, but it's a step in the right direction.
0: No, that's, it's absolutely right. It's a step in the right direction. And especially if the goal is to one day quit, then then it'll come down to just, you know, <laughs> the battling the habit. It's like, I don't know. get
1: Right. I'll be eating, like, a lot of lollipops. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say, something that you can just mess with with your fingers. Yeah. A fidget spinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would punch myself
0: in the face. (laughs) Those things were, like, super popular for, like, five minutes. Oh, my God. And
1: people, like, cashed in on those things. (laughs) so funny.
0: But you see a lot of there those like millionaires.
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like a box full of them. It's like, dude, give me a dollar. I'm like, uh, 50 cents. <laughs> there are people at like investor meetings, like, oh, where'd you get your fortune? Oh, fidget spinners. Ah, oh, damn, you were in the right spot in 2019, weren't you, buddy? <laughs> Do you own a ball bearing company? <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. What was it? We had this guy that used to come into the office and he would always have like this big giant tote with him that was full of like the sort of like knickknacks that you could buy at like a convenience store. And so I remember one year when he came in, he had all these different fidget spinners in there. And so I took like fucking six of them. And, like, gave the boys each a bunch of them and then kept one on my desk forever. And so every once in a while I'd be on calls, I'd fuck with it. I'm like, I don't see what the fascination is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As you're, like, spinning it for a half hour.
0: (laughs) I'd spin it a few times and I'm like, this is all it does. (laughs) (laughs) This has lost all appeal to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then they started making things like the fidget cubes and shit like that also yeah those little buttons you can push and stuff like that dude, it, kids are into that shit dude it, it looks like a very tiny version of like a baby toy the the yeah. sort of stuff you're about to be tripping all over in your house in the dark
1: <laughs> like a softer lego
0: <laughs> yeah like just imagine one of those fidget cubes make it about fucking four or five times the size oh. soften up all the edges on it and you have a child's like you have an infant toy <laughs> <laughs> Somebody figured out how to market that to people that are much older. Oh, there's always some form of little kids shit out there that people really fawn over. Remember the Beanie Baby shit?
1: Oh, yeah, man. I moved recently and I had like a bunch of Beanie Babies. (laughs) Like from when I was a kid, my grandmother would like every time she would come over, she would bring us like a Beanie Baby. And so now I just find myself with, like, a box full of Beanie Babies. <laughs> and I'm like, some of these got to be worth something, right? No, Don't. they're not.
0: I was going to say, hey, e
1: <laughs> Yeah. I even have, like, some of those, like, Princess Diana ones. Not worth oh, anything, shit. man. Really? Yeah. Huh.
0: Well, that's pretty wild. You'd think those ones would have been worth something.
1: Right. That's what I was like. Oh, I'm rich. Look it up. It's like $10. bucks. i am like, damn. <laughs> Still impoverished.
0: <laughs> I do that with some of the comics in my collection. Every once in a while, I'll be like, "All right, let's see if this number one's worth anything yet." Nope, <laughs> not yet. Oh, dude! Funny enough, uh,
1: so C two E two, which was like a fucking blast. Um, we got these Wolverine comics that were C two E two exclusives, numbered to a thousand, I think. And uh, that's where I met, like, Brian, Dan Ramirez. Shit. I know I'm, like, forgetting somebody that was in line with us, too, and I just feel like a piece of shit, but I'm sorry. Um, I saw them and jumped in line, and uh, we were allowed, like, two issues each. And I held on to them, but I've been looking up, like, the graded copies, and they're going for, like, a nice amount and they cost i think $20 and i saw like a graded one go for like upwards of like 550 i think
0: really wow yeah huh. That's
1: pretty yep. cool i'm thinking about like getting mine graded
0: man i've i've got this one x-men book i think it's x-men gold number 1 where the artist that they had on like snuck in like a whole bunch of propaganda into the art and they didn't realize it until the first run of the comics was already out and sold to people And then they realized that there was like this propaganda art in it. And so they pulled all the copies and then fired that artist and then kind of reprinted, like, you know, cleaned up. Like they they reprinted a book with like the panels that were affected, like cleaned up or something like that. And I've got that original book. And that's the one that I'm always like, come on, come on. (laughs) There's definitely a limited amount of these. It's controversial.
1: (laughs) One of these days it'll go over the moon.
0: (laughs) Come are on. you
1: um? Are you and uh, Lindsay going this year?
0: Ah, uh, I I want to, but I just don't know yet. We're we're kind of still waiting to see. And God, with the way fucking inflation's been and stuff, it's like just fucking oh buying groceries God. every week has been a fucking murderous to the budget.
1: Yeah. So no, kinda, that's kinda like a wait real, and see still.
0: Like yeah, yeah, I really want to, and you know, it, and usually I only go and just pop in. For the Saturday night anyway. And and quite honestly, it's like, I don't even really need to go to the con. Like, I, I just want right. to go for the hang.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. 100%. And so, yeah, you never know. Hopefully we'll be there at least for the Saturday like we have been in the past. That's awesome. It's going to be in August, too. So, oh, fuck. And August is always a busy month for us, too. We got two family birthdays in August.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna miss this one for sure.
0: But um, <laughs> that makes sense. Hopefully, it'll, yeah.
1: <laughs> like I think I was talking to like people in the group, and I'm like, I'll just wear my children as like a cosplay. <laughs> Two infants like breathing in like vape and like getting beer splashed on them and shit. <laughs> yeah, that
0: sounds <laughs> that sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, dude, I I would I would definitely have some serious FOMO though if if I completely missed out on it.
1: Yeah, no, that would that would suck because that's where I met you guys, and it was just like the best time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was like right before the world went to shit too, so it was it like was, even better.
0: It was like the last good time for a long time. <laughs>
1: and then everything went to hell and everything became digital <laughs> but I remember getting back to home and just being like that was like the best time of my life
0: oh yeah um yeah dude C2E2 is always a fucking blast I, w- I wish room and board in Chicago wasn't so fucking expensive <laughs> just like a single hotel room or like a single night in a hotel room is like it's like holy shit most of the places that we go vacation this is like three nights worth of fucking hotel fare, Jeez.
1: Yeah. You go to like Thailand for two weeks or Chicago for three
0: nights. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Cause like most of our vacations are, we go someplace and we go hiking. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. This is not very much for a hotel room (laughs) for, you know, just someplace like that, you know, cause it isn't like we're trying to like get some expensive hotel. That's like, you know, like in a national park or something like that, but in a town nearby, it's like, yeah, you're going to pay like less than maybe right around $100 a night. All of a sudden, a vacation becomes pretty fucking cheap. And then what are you doing during the day? Oh, you're just going to go hiking. What's how much does that cost? Oh, it's free.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have you guys heard about this uh, thing? It's called hiking and it's free.
0: (laughs) And it's awesome. Oh, we're going to be going to... Uh, someplace in Ohio coming up here and really looking forward to that.
1: Where's that? For hiking vacation?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think it's Hawking Hills is what we're going to be hitting up. And then one of the places we were going we were trying to think of other things we could do besides hiking and so then Aiden suggested we look for disc golf and sure enough there's a disc golf place right around there so we're going to take the Frisbees and Go play some disc golf too.
1: Nice, dude. And you have like sets of discs like you would golf clubs?
0: Yeah, more or less. I mean, you know, you can you can get by just playing with just like a driver and then use that for everything. But there's, the discs come in different shapes. And then they have different ratings and stuff on them. And then kind of depending on the contour of the side, you know, profile of the disc is kind of, you know, how far it can go and, and what tendencies it'll fade or, or, you know, go straight depending or be over stable and go and fade over to the right instead. It also depends if you're throwing left or right handed, but yeah, I've got like distance drivers, mid ranges, and then like putters and like a putter is almost shaped like a regular Frisbee that you just like play catch with. And of course it's heavier yeah. and it's usually like of like kind of like a. Like I've got some that are like super floppy, like almost rubbery feeling to where they're kind of meant to where like they hit the chains and like immediately lose all inertia and just like stick to the chain and like drop right into the basket. And then I got some other putters that are a little bit harder to where, you know, they're not like floppy like that. So there's so many different variables that go into it and like how you throw it and everything. And I suppose if you're good enough, you can, you'd probably outplay the shit out of me with just a single disc.
1: (laughs) dude i honestly like i wish like we lived close to one another because i want to try that out so much and like i don't have any friends that would be like into that
0: because oh, yeah. i do
1: like regular golfing every now and then i used to golf. i used to golf like quite a bit and then when i ran out of free time i stopped so that's kind of like how it goes yeah but um i'm gigantic so i would need like special golf clubs and like All this stuff. And it was just, and I wasn't very good at it. So all the people that do want to go are really good. So I would just like be holding them back. So I never found that like that medium group of like bad players that I could just go with all the time and have fun. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody who wanted to go all the time was like really good. And I was like, oh, no, I'm busy this weekend. (laughs) But disc golf is something that I see is getting more popular.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially like over quarantine, like it really, really blew up.
1: Yeah, I was seeing clips online of like on like TikTok or YouTube of people making like insane shots. There's
0: yeah, it's pretty fun. fun. It's exciting getting a hole in one.
1: Oh, you've gotten one?
0: I've gotten, I think three so far. Damn, man! I heard the first one I got was really, really fun. It was it was way back in the day when when me and my friends used to play in like the early two thousands, and. I remember I, I was throwing an a Nova Banshee and it's a disc that like, it has a really strong, like kind of like fade on it. So like, it'll go out and go fairly straight. And then as it loses its power, like if you've thrown it, like, you know, like kind of like regular backhand throw um, with your right hand, it's going to go and it's going to fade over to the left. Whereas if you throw it sidearm with your right hand, it's going to go out and then it's going to fade hard to the right. And so I like this, this, this hole was like a one where it would go out and then like dog leg over to the right. And so from the tee pad and it was through the woods also. So from the tee pad, you couldn't see the basket. And so I I gave up and like, I I got up onto the tee pad and I held up that Banshee and I gave a little speech to my friends about how this (laughs) disc is going to be able to go the distance and make it in the basket. And then I (laughs) sidearmed through it and then it flew and went out of sight. And then we just heard ching. And they were like, no fucking way. And a bunch of them took off running down the fairway and they're like, it's in. And like, it was fucking incredible. And that That's was like the amazing. first one I got. And like, I still got that disc out in the garage. Like, I, it was one where I never even used that disc because generally I didn't like the way it flew. <laughs> so it's really fucking ironic that I get my first ace with it.
1: Um, yeah. How funny is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I got a couple other ones on just shorter, like, wide open out in the, like, no trees around type shots where, Because there there was this one disc, uh, this one hole at uh, this park in Cedar Rapids where you'd get to it and it was a fairly short one. And so you would just throw every disc in your bag because it'd be like, okay, we're not even keeping score at this point. We're just trying to get a hole in one on this relatively short hole. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure I hit that one once and then another one on that course, too. Um, uh, One of the times when we were out playing this fall, we we saw this one dude get his first hole in one, though. It was pretty exciting for him and his friends.
1: Oh, man, they were probably freaking out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were walking right past and we watched the dude drive and then it went down just ching right into the basket. And him and his friends were all jumping up and down celebrating.
1: <laughs> That's so exciting, man.
0: Aiden's like, did that guy just get a hole in one? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, pretty cool, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was like a Shooter McGavin, like gunshot.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least the guy wasn't douchey about
1: it. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you scroll through my TikTok, I follow all these different uh disc golf pros.
1: Yeah, I gotta get I gotta follow you on TikTok.
0: Oh, I'm not on TikTok. I meant to say Instagram. Did I say TikTok? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I
1: think so.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not on TikTok. I don't oh, even have the app on my phone. I've I've steadfastly refused. <laughs> oh
1: man. Yeah, me too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the algorithm is like impressive though for it. <laughs> It's weird, but yeah, Instagram is more like cultured.
0: <laughs> more cultured. And that's probably like the social media app that I'm on the least as well. Yeah. It's like, it's like, cause Instagram, it's like everyone's all open it up and flip through it, but I've gotten so obsessed with flipping through Reddit, you know, cause it's just so easy to read so many different news articles and shit like that.
1: Yeah. And, and Reddit has like that underground aspect to it we're going to be like reading those articles that wouldn't hit like the mainstream.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Which I think is awesome. So like whatever you're into, like geek wise, like, like Batman wise, let's say you go on to Batman Reddit, you'll be reading for days about like (laughs) stuff that you've never even heard of.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. That aspect of it is, is definitely what keeps me going back to that app over and over. Ugh, spend way too much time on, it. and Twitter still feels like just a fucking hellscape.
1: Yeah, Twitter is like depressing for me.
0: Yeah, and Facebook is just this place where, you know,
1: old people get
0: together. Yeah, just go and just fucking <laughs> scream into the void. It's just fucking terrible.
1: Just we got to come up with our own.
0: Just terrible. Like I, I, like I really don't even post anything on Facebook. Like outside of things in closed groups that i'm in or like yeah. through the startcast page like new episodes up and like i even do a shitty job at that social media <clears throat> you look through you look through startcast's facebook feed it's it's like there's one post every week <laughs> i really know how to keep people coming back to the page <laughs>
1: Well, you keep them coming back with your charm, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Once a week, I'm going to give you a link to my beta website.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Monthly memberships coming out.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, the other thing that I've been totally into this week has been the Righteous Gemstones. And actually right before we started recording, I just finished the finale for season two. (gasps) Yeah. So yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of it now and I fucking adore this show. It is so good. I was so worried going up into that finale on what was going to happen. And it it was, I just loved the way that they ended it. It was just absolutely perfect.
1: Dude. I'm so grateful that you brought that up. I love Regis gemstones. Like me and my girlfriend are late bloomers. We did uh, start watching as season two was coming to a close. So we watched all we binged all season one and eight episodes of season two. And then we called the finale live. Oh, nice. And it is one of our favorite shows. It is. like It is so funny.
0: Yeah. It's like I keep. It's, it's like so hard to explain. (laughs) The show is like so hard to explain because it's like, it's funny. It's, it's, I mean, it's definitely a comedy, but there's times where it's like kind of serious as well. It's, I don't know. The the show's fucking brilliant. And like the humor that's in it is really off the wall. And it's like, I spent so much time just being like, is every person in this family just a fucking idiot? it's like, well, no, they're not really idiots, but
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but
0: it's like i don't know (laughs) but yeah but i mean they've and they've definitely got fun they've each got a particular screw loose somewhere and like so many of like the side supporting characters outside the family are so endearing you know like keith and bj oh me
1: and my girlfriend (laughs) keith is our favorite
0: (laughs) and walton goggins just fucking knocks it out of the park well knocks it out of the park is uncle baby billy
1: The fact that his name is, like, Baby Billy is so funny. Like, that is one of those things in the show where, like, Danny McBride, I know he, like, definitely directed, like, a bunch and wrote for it as well. But, like, that type of humor is just right up my alley. And it just works so well with this, like, material. Because, like you said, it, it's a crazy subject matter, too. Like, the evangelist, like, mega churches which are, like, a lot of them are getting, like, taken down these days because they're just, like, tax fraud, like, all this shit going on in, like, real life. But this show is just so funny. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, the comedy is, like, I don't know. It's just next level, man. It's so funny. The writing is, like, perfect for it. Oh, who was the uh, – Eric Andre was in the second season. <laughs> yes. Like, he was so good. Like, I don't know, man. It, it's become one of our favorite shows for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I really loved how very different season 1 and season 2 were, but yet equally very riveting. Like I don't think I could rank one <laughs> above the other. Like they were both fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah. And just like the comedy aspect of it, just the I don't know, just like um the timing, like the comedic timing and like the uh the way that you could tell like the actors kind of go off script a lot of the time, a lot of improv, and it's just it just works so well, man. I'm really glad I got into it.
0: Oh, same here. Yeah, uh, Lindsay started it without me, and then she got into... I think she was like into maybe the 6th or 7th episode, and she was like, hey, I'm going to start this over from the beginning because you need to watch this. You're going to love it. And so, watched the first episode with her, and I was like, oh yeah, 100%, I'm in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, Daniel McBride is like... I don't know. I love him, man.
0: Yeah, I remember like my first exposure to him was Eastbound and Down, and I just, I could not get into that show. Yeah. And so I've always been nervous about stuff that he's in because I always kind of associate it with that. It's like, oh, well, everybody loved that show, but I didn't, you know, it really didn't work for me. And, but yeah, I absolutely loved him in this
1: yeah the, the same thing with eastbound and down i never got into it i always told everybody that told me to watch it like yeah i've tried it not my thing i got into it like years after it was on and i loved it like i don't know i just revisited it and just i don't know that type of humor it's just like so bizarre that it's just so funny but um <laughs> it works really well and like john goodman is great oh yeah yeah he's a- an adam divine from workaholics like everybody is just they're great it's so funny
0: <laughs> that scene in the first season where Adam where he's fucking bench pressing and Keith is spotting over him wearing those super short shorts and, like his balls are just hovering his above his, his fucking forehead
1: out. and they have this like super bizarre like sexual not sexual relationship <laughs> his whole family is so religious yet he's like so clearly gay like so it's so gay. funny
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, especially in the second season with his muscly boys. Oh my god. <laughs> that whole subplot was fucking insane.
1: It was so funny. Like you have these like 12 jack dudes who are trying to like march through the desert to the messiah. It's just like so bizarre, but it just works so well. <laughs> I need more of this in my life, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, like, the trouble with, like, running into shows. Like, for instance, like, uh, Breaking Bad. I got into Breaking Bad, like, after four seasons or so. So I was, I binged, like, the first four seasons and then watched the fifth season live. And then was just like, shit, like, I, I robbed myself all that, like, anticipation and all that. I caught myself with this one, like, all right, I caught it early, only airing the second season, and I think this could go on for forever if they do it right.
0: Yeah, I hope they do. Because
1: it's just endless storylines with this, and if they just keep the comedy going, I'm, I'm on board.
0: Oh, yeah, there's definitely a well that they can dig into to, like, rip on these televangelist people.
1: Oh, yeah, because you hear all the time in, like, news, like, these uh people have like a million dollars in the walls of the church. Oh, that, right. Like, pl- plumbers find when they're going to like work on the pipes. It's just like, dude, what the That was they're at the like, Joel
0: Olstein church, right?
1: Yeah, dude. Osteen. Oh my god, that guy's a freak. Dude. It's like, how are you like flying around private jets and these people still believe that this is like legit?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've only always found that to be like a like that's just the number one sign that this is a con. It's like this guy who's supposed to be a man of God has become ultra wealthy off of it. He's living in this giant mansion that it's not his. It's not his mansion. It's the church's mansion. It's like, sure. Yeah. Sure. And you are the church. So this is uh, it's it's so it's like, dude, it's a grift. This is a fucking con. This is a con man. That's like with a, a fucking. Plastic hair and, like, a, a whiten, teeth whitened teeth-whitened smile. It's it's <laughs> it's like, if it doesn't gross you out immediately, then, like, I question what's going on with your fucking IQ.
1: Yeah, it's so easily, like, explained away, too. And it's just like, hmm. I don't know. I would like to, I think it would be, like, a good, like, I don't know, not to, like, knock anybody's beliefs or anything, but just to kind of go in, infiltrate one of these churches, and just kind of, like, feel around and just see what brings people coming back because it would be fucking bizarre.
0: Well, I know when, when Lindsay was pregnant with Aiden and even like kind of before that, just when we were trying to have kids, um, I hadn't, I wasn't baptized. She was baptized Catholic. And so it was something to where, you know, she was like, well, you know, it would really mean a lot to me if you were baptized also, <laughs> because I want, you know, as the kids are growing up, I want to take them to church and, you know, I want them to be able to see that, you know, you're taking sacrament, you know, with me and stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I can, I can do that. That's, that's cool. And so we had to go through this whole long process in the church of, um, they called it RCIA where it was like, we show up to church every, we show up to mass every Sunday. And when they would start to do the sacrament, um, me and the other people, that the RCIA candidates had to go up to the front of the church. And then they would, there was this really grooving song. They would sing this hallelujah tune that they would sing every single time. And then they would hand one of the RCIA people a copy of the new Testament with this really awesome picture of Jesus on the front. And then you would hold this big like textbook thing up high over your head and then walk down the center of the aisle as though they were all singing the hallelujah tune. And then you'd go down to the basement of the church and Talk about Jesus and stuff like that for a little while, which was always a little weird to me because it was like I didn't I didn't grow up really with faith. I grew up kind of with a, a a cursory understanding of what people's faith was because I went to Sunday school and stuff like that. But my family didn't like my mom and dad never went to church or anything. I don't even know really why they sent me and my younger sister to Sunday school. But, you know, they did. And that's kind of what I knew about it from. And then years later we go and do this and then they they were like okay well we do baptisms on the Easter vigil and i expressed interest in wanting to be baptized like right after easter <laughs> so i was signed up for like a year of catholic masses every sunday right yeah. and so i do the whole thing go through it get baptized on the easter vigil it was really really cool it was a really neat experience like they like uh, one of the ladies in the church like made these robes. And so like, I was like wearing this robe, like a freaking Roman or something like that. And and I remember you, like one of the church ladies being like, you look really great in that robe. You look like you'd be like a Roman gladiator. And I'm like, wow, what sort of, what sort of shit are you confessing to? Her husband at home has just like helms and shit laying around. (laughs) But it was really cool. And like for them and like in that time, during that year, I got to the point where I really, really enjoyed going to mass. I really liked it. I I enjoyed that community and and like feeling, you know, like you were you know part of a community, that belonging and stuff. I really liked it. I got to to know some of the people that were in the RCA with me and the and the other sponsors and stuff like that. And and the you know the 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 pastor at the church got to know him fairly well. And the and the the nun that was there. She was really great. I remember <laughs> I got to know her really well. And so I was telling her about the movie Dogma and she'd never heard about it. And I was like <laughs> telling her about Buddy Christ. And she's like, no oh, way. Lord. And I was like, yeah, he's like got a big smile on his face. He's giving a thumbs up and pointing. And she's like, that's incredible. And and Lindsay's <laughs> like, it's not incredible. You haven't seen the movie. You don't know. And so then the next time I brought in my little Buddy Christ statuette that I got from the View Askew store <laughs> and I showed it to the nun and she thought it was so incredible. To this day I, I should have been like you keep that. Yeah. <laughs> you keep Hold that. that down. Because the thought that that could be on a shelf in your office <laughs> would be so yeah. incredible. <laughs> Much no, better than just awesome, being lost man. in a box somewhere out in my garage, which I'm sure is where it's at now. Oh, 100%. I know, I don't even know where the thing's at right now. No, um, but that
1: like the community vibe, I think you're you're definitely right with that. Yeah. If you feel like you like belong to something, and you're a part of something, it's so much easier to go back to that.
0: Yeah, and then it, it got to the point where when Aiden, or when Lindsay was pregnant with Aiden, she had morning sickness just bad. And I remember one time we were we were sitting in church and we were right behind somebody, some dude, some old guy that had just an obscene amount of cologne on. And Lindsay was like, we have to go, we have to go. <laughs> and so we left and I'm like, what's up? And she's like, I was... I totally thought I was going to throw up in the aisle and I was not going to do that in church. And so then like, then she started living with that fear of, Oh my God, we're going to get by somebody and it's going to trigger me to throw up. And then we kind of just got out of the habit of going. And then we just never went back in, until it was time to baptize Liam, our my right. second born. <laughs> and then we went back for a loop being like, hi, we haven't been here for a couple of years. Remember us? And then we disappeared again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey, you go for the milestones, that's what matters, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's like, we, we're not even the Easter Christmas ones. I mean, and, and now we've kind of like really looked at the whole thing and we're like, well, I don't know, religion <laughs> does feel like it's something that's just absolutely man-made. And at the end of the day, yeah. if, if if you're a good person, if you're kind of, you know, you're doing unto others as as you would have done unto yourself, then you kind of live in the Jesus, Jesus thing. he he had some really great ideas there. I'm not like going to be anti-Jesus, but right, maybe I don't believe that everything's in there. Maybe I think that it's more right. likely systems of control. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I really do. like, <laughs> I'm firmly actually, agnostic. Like, I don't know. I have no enough. idea.
1: Yeah, funny, funnily enough, uh, well, not that funny, but uh, my grandmother like recently passed away. We went. Oh, I'm to, sorry for um, your loss. Oh, I, like I appreciate that, man. For real, I do. Um, we went to the funeral. And my girlfriend came, who was, like, reasonably new, like, reasonably new to, like, the family um, and to, like, religion, like, altogether. So, we went from, like, I was a pallbearer. So, as we were bringing, like, the casket in, I had to stay towards the back, and she had to, like, file to the front with everybody else. And, um, when like the mass started, she ended up in like the front seat, like all the way in the front. She had never been to church before in her life, ended up all the way in the front, like with my family. And I ended up like sitting in the back. I was like, Oh my God, this is like probably gotta be a fucking nightmare for her. She's probably like terrified. And then like, I was like, all right, we'll just let it play out. And then they, uh, brought up like time to do like mass where they brought up like the wine and the bread. And she was just following everybody's lead until then. And I was like, all right, this is where I need to, like, come get her before she, like, drinks the punch, you know? (laughs) Those snacks aren't for you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Those (laughs) snacks are for the special people people here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I, like, ran up to the front row. I was like, all right, well, here we go. Come to the back with me. Like, I just felt terrible. I, like, put her in that situation. Bizarre, for sure.
0: I just referred to the holy sacrament as snacks. I'm such an <laughs> asshole.
1: Yeah, Yo, man. You want these snacks, dude?
0: <laughs> and then Jesus did say, "Take this cheese spread and put it over my body, so that I may be tasty and good."
1: Take this cheese whiz <laughs> and enjoy it as you may. We've been doing a lot of like. Oh, sorry to like kind of go off kilter here, but as if we haven't been just like. But um. It's <laughs> like clear you, you know, don't like, listen to this show. <laughs> I did. Actually, yo, last week when um, you and Janine were talking about her sword collection, I was, like, getting hyped up, man. Right? That's, like, my vibe. <laughs> That's definitely my
0: vibe. I know. I told Lindsay afterwards, I'm like, I'm going to get a sword. And she's like, if you want to get a sword, just get a sword. And I'm like, I'm not going to waste money on a sword. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I'd feel guilty every time I looked at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then when you, like, look at it and you look at the price, you're like, okay, maybe, like... Because I went through this phase with, like, you know, Quentin Tarantino is, like, my favorite director. And when, like, Kill Bill came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get, like, a real, like, samurai sword. And I, like, looked up the prices. I was like, holy shit. Like, no, I'm not going to get one.
0: You to get a real Hattori Hanzo. Oh,
1: yeah. For, like, $15,000.
0: <laughs> I know! They're so expensive!
1: <laughs> it's crazy. But, like, that would be, like... You know when people are, like, if I'm super wealthy, I would, like... Invest all my money. They have plans for everything. I was like, dude, if I was super wealthy, I would just get, like, all the dumb shit I wanted when I was broke.
0: There's this guy that's in Iowa who's, like, a sword master that, like, he forges swords. Like, he owns, like, a, a forge that specializes in doing swords and shit like that. And, like, he does things where he'll have, like, a class where he'll bring people in. To like learn how to do it, and if you go in and you pay for the class and show up for all of it at the end of it, you will have a samurai sword that you made yourself. And like, I've always like to the amount of times I've gone and like looked That's at his insane. website and been like, that would be so cool, but it's like, you know, it's over a thousand dollars. It's oh, pricey. yeah, I was
1: gonna say it's probably like 1500 bucks, probably like just based off of like the average cost of a legit samurai blade.
0: Yeah, oh man. That would be fucking cool, though. <laughs> to be like, Dude, I have you, a like, sword, and I forged sword. it myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're that's a fucking like Mandalorian difference. at that point.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, that's the difference, man. You, If you forge your own steel, that is, like... I feel like that is, like, the mainliest thing you can do.
0: Oh, right? Like, I I made my own fucking sword. And it's, like, yeah. a legit battle-ready sword that, yeah. that if I had to like I could defend my family with and like lop some motherfuckers head off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then you learn like the techniques, like the Damascus and like the steel folding and stuff like that is like, (laughs) I think that is so badass.
0: Oh, it's so fucking cool, dude. Oh my God. And then, so, so last week I was telling Janine about this, you know, this is the plan for if somebody breaks in in the middle of the night, you know, I, I've I've got the wooden sword. I'm Donald ducking it. Got the dick out. I'm screaming in anger. Before all that happens, I need to put on Duel of the Fates and turn it like as loud as like. Oh my god! <laughs> you gotta have that as a voice <laughs> command. You gotta have
1: that on the voice command for the Alexa. <laughs>
0: All Siri, play Duel of the Fates. Yeah,
1: yep. Because there are these people that have, like, home security setups that can say, like, Alexa Intruder, and the lights turn red, and they play, like, Led Zeppelin or something.
0: That's awesome. Like,
1: dude, that's crazy. But you play that, man. I'd run out the door.
0: I'm glad my Siri didn't wake up. I have it programmed, so if I just say, hey, Siri, in my regular voice, it doesn't do it. But if I say it in my, you know, my my whatever Australian voice I do, <laughs> it'll do it.
1: <laughs> I don't ever use that. Like, granted, like, oh, I'm going to get so much shit for this. But, like, I have an iPhone 6S Plus.
0: That's okay. And like, <laughs> I, I won't mean, make fun of you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you have every right to. Like, <laughs> it's um, it does me well. But like, I haven't gone into those like issues of being like, oh, hey Siri, and it like turning everything on. Like I'm in the stone age with as far as phones go.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, like, I had like an iPhone either four or five for many many years beyond what was new. <laughs> Yeah, I remember setting it on the counter at a convenience store one time and the clerk goes, oh my god, is that an iPhone 5? What the fuck? (laughs) And I'm like, thank you, stranger, for breaking my balls. I'm like, this is a work phone. I have no control over what fucking version I have.
1: For real, dude. Like, I've dropped mine, like, in the toilet. I've dropped mine on the ground. I've done so much of this. Kind of, I feel like subconsciously, I want this to kind of shit the bed so I can get a new one. (laughs) But it's just, it's everlasting, man.
0: I have a, I think mine is an XR. And I got it. God, so that I got it in 2019, maybe? Because I'm pretty sure I got it right before the C2E2 that year because some of the oldest pictures in that phone gallery on my phone are from that C2E2 oh that's awesome and yeah I did one of those things where it's set up To where it's like, I just pay a little bit extra on every phone bill. Yeah. But it was such an expensive phone that it's like, it's set up to where I'm like making payments on it. Like it's a car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It's like a four year payment
0: plan. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh Jesus, I cannot break the fucking screen on this thing. (laughs)
1: Dude, that is so funny.
0: (laughs) It does its job though. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I've I've never been the sort when it's like, oh, there's there's a new thing out. So I need the new thing. It's like, no, not really.
1: Nah, man. I was uh like, honestly, before I got like an iPhone, like I was like the T nine flip phone guy. <laughs> wow. Like, I, yeah, dude. I let that rock for like so many years just cause I wasn't like, I don't know. I just, just never got it. And then I got into it and I was like, all right, man, I'll get, I'll get these new fangled phones, you know?
0: Yeah. In, in many ways, a smartphone is a grand distraction that's never usually more than an arm's length away from you, but it's also such an incredible research tool. Oh my God. If you you, you couldn't imagine. anything,
1: you know, you need the answer to anything. Pull it up.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. And, and now in this age of streaming and everything, it's like, you can almost just think of any, like, Oh, what was that one? What was that one episode? Oh, let me just check. Just watch. Oh, yep. That's on one of my services. Then you just easily watch it. And you watch it right on that same fucking phone. Or it's like, oh, I want to literally anything a piece of music I can think of. Oh, I have a Spotify membership. Oh, yep, that's available to me too. It's like I just can't yeah. believe the the age we live in with the amount of information and 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 data and entertainment and stuff that's just right at the tip of our fingers. It's just fucking mind blowing.
1: Dude, the access is like, oh, I'm so glad you said that because it's honestly remarkable what you can like think of like from like years ago. You can have like a nostalgic thought about something, you just Google it, boom, watch the full episode right there. It's like, oh by the way, this is streaming on Peacock. You're like, all right, pull it up. But granted, you have like ten streaming
0: services. Oh, I know. Lindsay and I were talking about that the other day. It's like, <laughs> okay, <clears throat> if we had, you know, inflation and all, it's like if we had <laughs> to drop a streaming service, which one is it going to be? Oh, uh. And then we're like, OK, it would probably end up being Hulu because we have like the full Hulu without ads. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, we would save some money there. But then then like right away, like the day after having that conversation, it's like, oh, well, that's where the first four Batman movies were on Hulu. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. paid for itself right there. That Just watched four movies in a happens. row on it. And oh, one of the other things we have that seems like an extravagance is we still have YouTube premium. Like I got that Ooh. back to watch Wayne. Like that's how long ago I got YouTube oh, Premium, right? And
1: Wayne is like still, so still so
0: good. good.
1: <laughs> it holds up like so good.
0: Yeah, oh, that's Honestly, that's Wayne another one of those shows that I would still love to yeah. see a second season of.
1: Oh, I rewatch that every couple months, man.
0: Dude, that police captain or detective guy. That character was so fantastic throughout the entire thing. And then his big twist at the end where you get more of his backstory (laughs) is just delicious.
1: (laughs) Dude, I remember, like, one part of it where, uh, like, there's this, like, hoodlum in Florida who, like, has Wayne's dad's car. Mm -hmm. Like, the stepbrother, whoever he ends up being. And he has this, like, big behemoth friend and he was like, yeah, his name came a mile because he put motherfuckers to sleep. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh my God. Like, that was
1: like the funniest fucking joke. And I died. Like, that show has like... That show has it all, dude. It has like jokes, action, romance. Like, that show is so underrated. Grossly underrated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it fires on all cylinders. Like, it's 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 got you know, very, very good proportions of every little thing you want to see it. Like you were just saying, that's got like, like the ones I always go back to are the three H's heart, humor and heroics. And like that, that's one of those shows that's got even more than that, you know? Cause it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wayne is a fantastic, fantastic show, but um, yeah. So suffice to say we've had YouTube premium for a long ass time and it's expensive as fuck, but I really like never seeing fucking ads on YouTube. Dude, it's fucking great. I'm
1: like, it sounds like, like, I love YouTube. <laughs> like, I get home, like, I get home from work and, like, I'll, instead of, like, turning on TV, I'll turn on YouTube. And I'll get the ads, though. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should just do YouTube Premium. But then it'll just be like, all right, skip ad. So I just always just deal with it. Because, like you said, it is it is pricey, man.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, I, then it's actually, just rude I mean, as fuck it if- It's like
1: 20 bucks a month.
0: If you're watching like a two hour video and then just cuts in in the middle of it with ads I know it's like what it's the sucked. fuck are you doing I watched your shit ad at the beginning of this
1: yeah I'm trying to watch a video on how the pyramids were made yeah dude. it was so like,
0: rude because I remember one time I was I was listening to it was like some YouTube video that was like all of Pantera far beyond driven but all is just like one oh long ass file right and so it's <laughs> like right in the middle of a song it just cuts to it a commercial and I'm like this is fucked <laughs> this is absolutely fucked yeah i think i'm actually time. going to go dig out the physical fucking media for this thing yeah you just like open a blow off the dust and pull out the dvd you're like all right here we go oh my god i remember when aiden found so so i used to have all my dvds and all my cds and everything like actually in like their cases and stuff and then yeah. um so I must have had the DVDs in a book, but the majority of my CDs were still all in their cases and our house got flooded in 2008. And so my mom took all those discs and like painstakingly cleaned them all and bought like this huge, like, you know, zippered booklet and put like all my DVDs in it and then all my CDs in it. And so that book then just sat in my closet then for years And then Aiden recently discovered it. And like, he's like so in love with like retro, uh, like media and stuff like that. That when he found a book <laughs> like with like hundreds of DVDs and CDs in it, like he was just in love. And so it's been living in his room ever since and i'll oh, go into his room so at awesome. odd times and like or, well and then when he found the the toad out in the garage that actually had all the dvd cases in it he just kept going out there and digging through and so now his room's just like filled with all these different dvds and stuff that he's kind of yeah, stolen so from my awesome. collection and i'm like you can have that's them. it's awesome. all good dude and um, it's
1: like the cases that he thought were like cool art and stuff like that <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then there were ones so that I was pointing out to him, to him, like, "Oh yeah, you definitely need to put this one in, in your, it, you know, dig out that case, put it on your shelf, and, and more importantly, watch it sometime." And, yeah. and so yeah he'll check in with me every once in a while and be like hey I just watched like such and such movie like the other day he was talking about how he watched Ocean's Eleven for the first oh, time and he thought it was yes. really great and I'm like yeah because he said that right before we watched Batman and Robin he's like I know I will like George Clooney because I liked him in Ocean's Eleven <laughs> I'm like See? well don't hold your breath <laughs> yeah
1: for real but like definitely impressive though
0: yeah yeah we um, just kind
1: of like give him props but then just be like well get ready to get let down but <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know what took me onto that tangent. Something about DVD cases. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or DVD books or something like that. Um, Dude,
1: because I do, like, I went through my DVD collections when I was upgrading, because I'm in the process of upgrading all my DVD collection to Blu-ray. So I was kind of going through all my old DVDs. And um, my Quentin Tarantino ones were first. So, I was going through all that, and the only ones I need still are Jackie Brown and Pulp Fiction. Nice. Yeah. And those are the last two I need. And I could just get them, obviously, but I want to get like the quirky, bizarre, like first Blu rays that came out. You know, like I'm looking on eBay for like some weird, obscure kind of versions of them.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's the place to look for them.
1: Yeah, so, like, I found a couple that have, like, a pocket for, like, a a menu for, like, the restaurant Pulp Fiction to, like, slide in. And, um, I don't know. I just find it, like, I don't know. I just think it's super cool that they, like, used to do that kind of stuff where they would add, like, those special features into your DVD packaging.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: And, like, nowadays it's just like, well, just get it digital. And I'm like, ah. I don't know. There's something about having like the physical copy though. That just like keeps me coming back.
0: I totally agree with you. Cause I switched over to all digital like years ago. And, but now I was watching Aiden love the physical copies and stuff so much. Um, I bought the, the Blu-ray of Dune.
1: Just oh, so nice. he could
0: have it in his collection. Cause he had just finished reading the novel too. And then I was like, Oh cool. We'll watch the movie now. And then I go and look and it's fucking not on HBO max anymore. And so I fucking buy the Blu-ray, we watch it, and then literally like 3 days later it comes back to HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, it was
1: well, it like gone for like a couple of weeks or like, a week or something. I'm like,
0: now it's in your collection. There you go, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Enjoy that.
0: And it's like and, and I kept the de- I kept the code for my library, he kept the physical media for his. <laughs> Win-win. Yeah. And, and like
1: that's awesome. I have so much digital that I I'll just send you like a bunch of codes one of these oh. days. So I just don't use I I just don't use the digital, you know.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, if you're not using them, I fucking send them my way. And yeah. I know sometimes people are people are super cool about that, and I'll like post them up in the leftover army too. Yeah, that's always nice when people do that. But I I will shamelessly tell you you can you can give me first crack. Oh, I got you. <laughs>
1: i'll at you all of them dude it's all good
0: people like what a dick
1: (laughs) (laughs) but like as far as like i don't know i was thinking about because i was thinking about this weekend having like i don't know i have a couple days like free to myself i was thinking about going to see the batman again nice but but as far as that goes like the closest amc theater to me is like like an hour drive
0: Oh, that's rough.
1: Yeah, and, like, besides that, like, I'm not sure about, like, your geographical presence of where you live, but, like, for me, it's, like, I have a mom-and-pop theater, like, I don't know, 15 minutes away, 10 minutes away, and then I have, like, an art house theater about 30 minutes away, and then I have AMC about an hour away. So it's, like choosing and picking between those is pretty hard, but like the AMC theater offers the, you know, Dolby Atmos and all that. Yeah. So I think I'm going to, I saw the Batman regular the first time. I think I want to go Dolby Atmos this time.
0: The theater I always go to is a Marcus theater and it's only about 10 minutes away from my house, which works out pretty well and hell yeah. yeah it's the only one I go to but they've got and I always go to the the DLX screen generally and so the sound in there is fantastic it's a huge screen they've got the the dream loungers there so it's like a big, oh, big a leather recliner, recliner with the like has a heater button on it too and what dude what yeah it's pretty fucking nice theaters
1: dude. you're
0: going to dude, it's the shit there's no human interaction involved in it at all which is really fucking great I, just, I buy my tickets on Fandango, and then I just yeah. go there, and I just walk right in and go to my seat. I've only ever been stopped once. i been like, did you do you have a ticket? And I just show them <laughs> my, the, my screen to my phone and go, yep, right there.
1: You look like somebody who would just
0: walk <laughs> in a movie theater. You know and what it was? It was for in. Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's the
0: only time it's ever happened. Me me and I had both of the boys with me, and they stopped As me. They they, and they're like, tickets? And I'm like, yeah, I got them right here. <laughs>
1: damn dude well i used to uh, always go
0: like- in and then go to the box office and then show them my phone and they'd print tickets and give it to me and then one time an extremely bored looking cashier was like you already own these tickets you don't need to come here and get physical <laughs> copies they're on your screen of your phone i'm like are you telling me that i can just waltz in here go right past you and just go sit down in my seat that i've already pre-selected on the app and she's like uh-huh <laughs> and i'm like this is the best day of my fucking life thank you
1: <laughs> yeah and then on the most important movie of the year they flag you down you're like boys don't worry daddy's not a
0: thief (laughs) because it was like i still got the no human interaction by just going up to the little kiosk thing and typing in my number but then when COVID happened they shut those things down and so then i had to actually wait in line and they only had one person and it was a long ass fucking line then i got up there she's like oh you don't need to wait in this line I'm like, oh, that's fucking great. But I remember one time I was using the kiosk and like there was nobody in the line where the real person was. And this lady's like, sir, sir, you don't, sir, sir, you can come down here. And I'm just like, keep waving my hand. I'm like, I got this. I'm not coming down there. This is not going to happen. I'm doing this the way I know how to do it. I'm going to get my little piece of paper and I'm going to fuck off right into my seat.
1: This is the no human interaction method.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. As gregarious as I can be at times. There's other times where I'm just like, no, no, no talkie, no people. Yeah.
1: You're very (laughs) gregarious.
0: (laughs) But when I don't want to be, I'm very fucking quiet. You know?
1: Dude. I'm the same. Like, because like we've met in person and like I've met pretty much everybody in like the leftover army that's been like C2E2 and they're like, dude, you are not like. You know, you're not the type to steer away from like interacting with people. You interact with everybody. And I'm like, dude, like when I'm not in like a social setting like that, I'm very like introvert.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, I become very introverted too. And I just observe.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, like everybody from watch the outside me. would be like, you're very extroverted. But like when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm an introvert, man. Like through and through.
0: Yeah. And the the older I get and the more interactions I've had that have gone sideways, that I've gone in being an (laughs) optimist and it's gone sideways. Now I just, I nope out. It's like the one part of me is like, go talk to that person. And then the other part is like, are you out of your fucking mind? Go fucking. Remember what happened last time? And they were all weird and they acted like they weren't humans yeah it's like and then you felt awkward <laughs> because you were being a normal human They'll no, fuck that yeah <laughs> just that don't just time, just like, nip it in the bud
1: yeah <laughs> sometimes you get the urge to be like oh okay like you will i like for instance if i'm at like a uh, flea market or a car shop or something and i see somebody and i'm like oh okay like i want to you know interact with this person i'll say something they'll be like what dude and i'm just like oh fuck like i should have just like kept to myself like why would i even say anything why would i try to be a normal person <laughs> <I'm sick laughs> to myself
0: man yep
1: <laughs> it's always worked for me
0: dude i remember I years ago now. years ago Lindsay and i we went out to this lake by our house to to um i think i think it was before liam was born so it would have maybe just been aiden in the stroller and there was the it was a really windy day out And there was all these dudes that were like windsurfing and I'd never seen this before. This is like a recreational like fishing lake, right? This is, this is Iowa. This is not a windsurfing destination, but there's these dudes out there windsurfing and it was so cool. And so when we walked past him, I was like, Hey, this is really neat. You guys are doing this. And this windsurfer dude proceeded to give me the most brutal ear beating that I've ever had in my life. Like, have you ever been taking an ear beating from somebody and you're only there because you're a polite normal human being but every yeah. instinct in your body is telling you to just turn and just run as fast as you can to get out of this conversation
1: yeah but you're just too kind
0: yeah that was me uh-huh. it was terrible and lindsay's so used to me having conversations with strangers at this point that she doesn't like see me like looking at her like save me make up any excuse <laughs> save me And, like, this guy's just going on and on. And then I told him that I was into rock climbing, and then he launched into, like, fully acting out the beginning of the movie Vertical Limit (laughs) with Chris O'Donnell.
1: Oh, I thought you would have went cliffhanger on me.
0: No, he did Vertical Limit. Some John Lithgow shit. <laughs> he did Vertical Limit, and he acted it all out, complete with the, oh you God. have to cut the rope, or your sister's going to die! And he's, like, screaming this at me, and I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, is that what it's like? Is that what rock climbing's really like? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I love
1: that he, like, acted it out for you. <laughs> like, like, and, like oh my during god during your like true moment of like empathy of just trying to like understand this guy <laughs> you should have like pulled out your phone and recorded it.
0: got so into it <laughs> it was like I was like uncomfortable
1: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I I meant like my peak performance sometimes when I'm the most uncomfortable <laughs> it's bizarre dude. cause we'll be out like me and my girl will be out and I'll run into somebody and like have an interaction with them. And she's like, Oh, like, that was weird. I was like, yeah, it was fucking weird. It was weird <laughs>
0: as hell. <laughs> you should have been there. <laughs> Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've had some of those social interactions with strangers go sideways. So now I'm just like, just, just don't <laughs> just, just don't just ignore that instinct to make human connection and talk with people and be affable and just shut the fuck up instead. <laughs> 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent God, he was really old too. He was a really old windsurfer dude. And I'm just like he's never. I couldn't gonna shut picture
1: up. like an old person windsurfing
0: though. Yeah, it was definitely bizarre, man. Like if I could go back and like send just my consciousness back in time. To like take possession of my body in that moment. Like just my like my my feet and hips would <laughs> just like turn independent of, of my body and just take off running. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just windsurf out of there.
0: <laughs> I should have just acted like the wind was blowing me away. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know how it is, man. Hey,
1: you know how it is. <laughs> A Windsurf will know, my friend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, the physics aren't even right. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, all right, the footing's sloppy, but whatever. We'll just deal with it. (laughs) Oh, dude. So, did you get a chance to see that Obi-Wan trailer?
1: Yeah, I I did watch it after work today.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so stoked for that.
1: I, like... I am excited, but I am not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna like put up front. Like I am a uh, a new wave kind of Star Wars guy.
0: Okay, like, I didn't, explain I didn't grow new wave
1: up with it. Okay, so, like, I didn't mean to even say, like, douchey like that. Because as I said (laughs) it, I realized, like, how fucking douchebag that sounded. Are you, you you
0: like, one of those mod kids from Book of (laughs) Book? Yeah, for real. you spinning right now in front of the mic?
1: Yeah, so, yo, you ever play Pokemon Red as Kylo Ren? It's crazy. (laughs) But, um, so, as far as that means, like, I, my first, like, interaction with Star Wars was, like, ten years ago. So... That's where I watched the uh, original trilogy. Then I watched the prequels. Then I got caught up with everything. So just in the grand scheme of things, I'm kind of like new to the realm of star Wars. That's all I meant. 10 years though. Yeah. Which is, which is, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's still reasonably new to the material.
0: I gotcha. But you're like, what you're like in your, like, late 20s, 30s, something like that?
1: 30s, yeah, early 30s. There
0: you go. So, I mean, fuck, Star Wars has been with you for a 30-year oh. life.
1: Oh, thank you. All right, that makes me feel better about it.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all
1: right, thanks. Appreciate that. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm I'm super into it. I uh, watched the trailer today, thought it looked pretty cool, but as far as meaning, like, new to it, it's like I don't know, like, all the characters from the trailer and stuff like that.
0: Gotcha. Did you watch Star Wars Rebels at all?
1: That's the animated series, right?
0: That's one of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, I am like two seasons into it.
0: Okay, yeah. So you you probably recognize the Inquisitors in the in the yeah. trailer, then.
1: Yeah, the Inquisitor with the uh, double sided red saber.
0: Yeah, the I mean, fuck it. Even showed the Grand Inquisitor in this.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm not like as knowledgeable as I should be, but I know enough, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Like having this storyline in that, you know, it's like the inquisitors are going out and they're hunting for Jedi that are in hiding. And and if you know, if Obi-Wan has been in hiding on Tatooine so he can keep an eye on a young on young Luke Skywalker and then all of a sudden inquisitors are there, you know, his main mission is to protect Luke, so that means he needs to get off planet. And and he
1: should be going around just. As- Fucking shit up.
0: I don't know, man. It's I, I'm very, very excited. the 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 look <laughs> of the trailer looked good. I absolutely loved you and McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, and to just get him. I mean, because that was the my favorite part of the the prequels was him, and like you know, over time, those prequels have like really, really, like I'm like I really like those movies. Like like legit. Yeah. Like I fucking love the prequel movies and warts and all I, I don't fucking care they're they're part of the star wars that that i grew up with and and i love it you know it's i was born in 1980 so i had a lot of time with the you know the original trilogy and it was one of those ones that i would watch on vhs over and over again and i remember when phantom menace came out and like fuck man like I, those i'm thick so boys, like excited. those
1: double vhs's
0: yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> those-
1: Thick boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I really couldn't be more foot. excited for this series, dude. And, it, and it's coming so soon.
1: That's awesome. Because like, like I said, like I'm not as familiar. I'm, I'm trying. Cause like I'm getting into like the series and stuff that I've missed. And uh, I'm becoming more familiar with the star Wars canon. So that's where I want to be. Like by the time this starts, I want to be caught up with everything and I want to know everything. So I can talk with all you guys about it because like, that's like the most exciting part, you know, It's like just shooting the shit with you guys online about it.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's a lot out there that you can watch, man. Have you watched the clone wars animated series? There's several seasons of that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what I'm starting on now.
0: Okay. Yep. And then, and then, so that takes place in between episodes two and three and then rebels takes place in between episodes three and four. Rebels takes place, starts at about five uh, five years uh, before the Battle of Yavin. And then Obi-Wan looks like it's starting at about ten years before the Battle of Yavin.
1: Yeah, so I have a lot to like, catch up on.
0: Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, how old did that Luke look to you? Like he was maybe five or six, something like that? Yeah, not old. Yeah, so we're talking, you know, five, six years or so after... Um. Uh, after Revenge of the Sith
1: yeah that's crazy this is definitely something I need to like catch up on for sure because when everybody started so in Book of Boba Fett when they had the whole like are we like we could talk about that right oh yeah yeah when they had the like the Cad Bane reveal and all that I was, like, I wish I was, like, part of this, dude.
0: <laughs> part of the people like, who were, like, wish, excited? <laughs> yeah. Who
1: were, like, reacting. I was, like, I don't know who that is. Dude. I wish I did.
0: <laughs> I think it like, really shines the in season three. I thought it was three.
1: awesome. Yeah, because I'm on two now.
0: Yeah, I, I think season three is where you get a whole lot of the Bounty Hunter storylines.
1: Yeah, because, like, I watched it, thought it was awesome. But then as I, you know, like, as a person who likes youtube like once you get into like those videos that are like talking about it and stuff you get into the like suggested reaction videos and then you get like people giving the reviews and stuff and people are like freaking out for this character and i'm like i need to know like <laughs> what's going on here i feel so like left out
0: oh yeah dude and there's a lot of really good darth maul stuff like especially in rebels
1: he's just a baller
0: yeah yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's a pity that we only got him in that one live action movie, and I I like, don't even really count you know, him. Twenty in Solo. minutes altogether. He's fucking memorable.
1: He's memorable, oh, dude. Oh my god, that was, that fight was so badass. That's what people are gonna. That's the last thing they'll hear before they die when they intrude in your house.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's in an it's in an arc in Clone Wars where where somebody finds um, Maul. And then they kind of take him back to the witches on Dathomir, I think, to kind of heal his mind. God, I need to go back and rewatch all the Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, because
1: Clone <laughs> Wars is like quite a few seasons, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And Rebels is how many?
0: Mm, three or four, maybe? Four or five? Okay. Something like so that.
1: Clone Wars is like a substantial amount, right?
0: I'm going to look it up. Clone Wars might be, was it five, maybe? Maybe six. Come on, just watch. Move faster.
1: Oh, just watch, boy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude. Just watch app is like gets a lot of use. Seven seasons the Clone Wars.
1: Oh yeah, and they're like a substantial, you know, like they're half-hour episodes, but there are a lot of episodes. But no, I I downloaded the Just Watch app.
0: It helps out a lot. Oh yeah, dude, that shows or that app's fantastic. You just log it in with all the different services that you have. Yeah, and just tell you where it is. Boom, you're good to go. Uh, and Rebels is four seasons. I knew oh, Rebels okay. were short. So not much.
1: Four seasons I could do like cuz right now I think do you and your wife had like those like guilty pleasure shows that you'll just watch like they'll throw on like if you have some free time
0: um occasionally that's that's usually kind of like what just podcasts and like random like youtube clip watching is for me like i i do that with like right now i'm going through a clip or a, a kick of listening to clips from bill burr's monday morning podcast
1: oh nice
0: and then the, one of the last ones I was in was I'd uh, rewatch clips from Your Mom's House, also a podcast. Oh, heck
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Your Mom's House.
0: <laughs> I mean, I fucking love Your Mom's House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play um, like the most fucked up clips just... on there. <laughs> oh, it's so fucked up.
1: <laughs> but just like binging out and shit, like me and my uh, girl been watching like Hell's Kitchen. Like that is like one of our... We'll just throw that on, kind of, and watch it. Yeah, Competition show, just kind of, just like, turn your brain off and kind of have fun.
0: Yeah, it seems like anymore we're always watching something that, like, we're actually watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like something that, you know, we're watching, we're really kind of more paying attention to. Um, Yeah, fuck, we're gonna have to find a new one now, since we just finished The Righteous Gemstones.
1: (laughs) I know, I'm so upset that ended. Uh, Like, we need to find something new.
0: Oh, oh, and fuck, I'm going to have to get, I had been reading comic books like in digital. I got like an iPad a while back just specifically for reading comics and I got it on eBay and got an older one. The new version of the Comicsology app that just came out no longer supported on my iPad. No shit. Fuck. So now I got to buy a fucking new tablet.
1: So you <laughs> have to buy a new iPad. I'm not getting a
0: fucking <laughs> iPad. They can fuck off yeah. with that. They're so expensive.
1: Yeah, watch, I'm you have an I'm Android gonna, I'm tablet, and I'm they're gonna not going like to tell a, you, we can't support
0: this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get like a Kindle Fire. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like All I needed I mean, is to read comics. I don't give a fuck about really anything else with it.
1: Right. As long and, as you support like a PDF.
0: Yeah, and and like, I just like the way the Comicsology app works. It it's, it's really nice, and if I get one with like a 10-inch screen, you don't even have to fuck with zooming in and stuff like that. It's already about the yeah. same size. You know, you can read it in full page mode, no problem. That's actually, perfect. Oh, yeah, it's fucking
1: great. So, what, it, like, logs your... So, it's, like, a digital kind of library?
0: Yeah, yep, it's just a digital library. And with Comixology Unlimited, I think it's, like, maybe, like, $6 a month or something like that. There's a fuck ton of books that I can read for free.
1: Oh, it does books, too?
0: Well, comic books.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, damn. Because the Kindle is kind of the same way with, like... You know, you get access to like so much stuff for, you know, free 99.
0: Yeah. I did start reading just regular books on my phone instead of buying them in print, though. Like I, yeah. I just bought the Ahsoka book earlier today. That's uh, like it's in canon. And so it kind of follows. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard it's really good. I've, I I think David Isaac was telling me about it a long time ago that it was really good. And so it's Dude, been on my David list David Isaac's the man. <laughs> yeah and if you want to have like star wars conversations that's a guy to have it with too <laughs> dude, he's a he huge had, fan
1: like that was honestly like my first like introduction to the leftover army it was uh scott Shu, and david isaac
0: <laughs> yeah because you were probably on like a tales from the yard or something
1: yeah tales from <laughs> the yard yeah dude i miss tales from the like, yard i know scott's doing dude, his other thing now with too. the learning nerds <gasps> the learning nerd which is like awesome dude because scott is like He's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, a And he's just,
1: like, he's that type where he'll have so much to give that he just needs an outlet to, like, give to others. And he was doing, like, the Zumba training, and now he's doing, like, this Learning Nerds podcast. Like, he's just, he's such a good guy, man.
0: Yeah, agreed. Big fan of Shooty.
1: Yeah, Shooty's the man, dude.
0: Yeah, and that was <laughs> my
1: first, like, that was my first, like, interaction with the Army, and I was like, damn, if everybody's like him, dude, this is going to be
0: awesome. I remember the first time you were on PCL You were almost very timid Oh god (laughs) And then like by the second time you were on Like you really blossomed
1: (laughs) Yeah That's what they call it
0: (laughs) What was it the first time you were on You kept like tapping a pen Or
1: something like that no I was like tapping like (laughs) I felt like to like prove a point I felt like I needed to like tap the table So I was like all right, so this, this, this—I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and like, he was just like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know. I'm nervous." And then, like, oh, the second was time, I like—I like fucked something else up. And then the third time, it was like, "All right, we're we're cruising now. We're cruising." Now. <laughs> and then I finally met like everybody at T2E2, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is yeah." this is cool now
0: <laughs> it's like it's all people <laughs> yeah it's all
1: people man but like you know what it is like sometimes when you get on to like chat with somebody it's like your nerves are going it's like palms are sweaty knee weak arms heavy <laughs> everything's gotcha. going on and it, yeah so it's just like you know every time dude like i've talked to you a bunch man like we like text and chat a bunch and it's like still like even tonight like coming on i was just like my like you know get a little palms get a little sweaty get a little shaky i don't know it's not about like just like i don't know hit once you hit that record button it's just like whatever but like leading up to that it's like you still kind of get that like feeling
0: yeah yeah fear of the unknown
1: (laughs) right i don't know how this is gonna
0: go and it makes me nervous (laughs) yeah like this is gonna be forever,
1: dude. So like, whatever you say, it's like you better mean it. <laughs> this
0: is ones and zeros that are forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad you came on, dude. I've had a blast talking with you tonight.
1: Yeah, man. You too, man. Sorry, this went a little crazy at times, but
0: <laughs> no, I thought it was fantastic. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> So is there anything you want to plug or, or you want to let people know they can find you on digital spaces or anything? Nah, man, I'm not. Yeah.
1: I've got nothing going on at the moment. Hopefully soon I will. But, uh, nah, I just came mostly on just, uh, hang out with you and shoot the shit with you, man. Right on dude.
0: I appreciate the hang. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) Well, you can find me on Twitter at tubby Ninja until next time. No, wait a minute. I fucked up that ending. I say it differently. I threw in my Twitter handle there, and it just derailed my entire thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Startcast. That's how it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one sounded good, man.